0: Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. This is uh, Al Fadi, and you are listening to Let Us Reason. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we are so blessed um, uh, to have you as uh, uh, partners, as listeners, as prayer warriors for us. Uh, You have no idea uh, how much uh, we are in need of uh, your support all the time Uh, Please remember us in your prayers. Uh, And there is a lot of wonderful things that are happening, uh, despite the fact that, of course, these are difficult times. Uh, The pandemic uh, comes at the top of all of that, of course. Everyone, uh, myself included, has been impacted by this pandemic one way or another, but we will pull through it. Uh, The Lord that we serve is a Lord and is a God that will not abandon us. He will be with us. And I can uh, tell you that from a ministry standpoint, these have been exciting times, regardless of what's going on, actually, simply because people are glued to their devices. And we are, by the grace of God, able to reach masses uh, these days uh, in terms of doing live streams and uh, other uh, release of videos and, of course, Uh, Doing Let Us Reason podcast as well. The hope is that you are able to listen to it, whether live or uh, at least uh, listening to the recording on our website at www.cirainternational.com. That's C as in Charlie, C I R A International, one word, cirainternational.com. And if you are interested in uh, following us uh, on the live streams, which averages between two to three every week, usually, usually at 6 p.m. New York time, Eastern time. But sometimes it varies depending on the guest that we are interviewing or sometimes we have former Muslims who are sharing their journey to Christ and you can go, of course, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also called CIRA International. Again, that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Subscribe to it. Click on the bill shape, something that looks like uh, the Liberty bill. Click on it and select basically notifications. Uh, you will see that the shape of the bill will have like some dashes around it, meaning that it will buzz or at least meaning that it will send you Uh, Not necessarily that will buzz, actually, but it will send you notifications whenever I am going live or whenever we are releasing something new. We have been releasing, on average, two pre-recorded videos a week, and we are doing between two to three live streams a week. And uh, certainly we're doing this because we want to capitalize on this downtime for people so that we are doing some theological teachings uh, through these um, live streams. For instance, we are doing a series on Christology from the Synoptic Gospels, which means that we are showing the deity of Christ from the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, and Luke, uh, simply because sometimes Christians are accused of uh, their inability to prove the divinity of Christ outside of the Gospel of John, which is not true, of course, but we wanted to take advantage of uh, these times uh, since people are definitely following along, interested in watching things. So we're doing a teachings. We're into part five already uh, uh, by next week. We've done four parts so far on teaching on the Christology from the Synoptic Gospels. Uh, we're doing another series every Wednesday, Uh, called Why We Trust the Bible. It is based on an upcoming book that will be released by a friend of mine, a brother in Christ. His name is Alex uh, Blagayevich. And uh, his book has 25 reasons, uh, or at least it's titled, 25 Reasons Why I Trust in the Bible. So we're taking him one reason at a time. We still have, I believe, at least another six reasons to cover It may take us now about three sessions simply because these are, you know, short reasons that could be covered maybe two at a time. After that, we will do other series, myself and Alex. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays are devoted for special editions of the live stream, which incidentally, by the way, we call the live stream also us Reason. It's uh, something that is... uh, Dear to my heart, I'm passionate about this name, and we wanted to use it as a brand name so that it's easy for people to remember. And usually Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays or sometimes, all of them, depending on the availability of guests and the topics, we talk about either having people who are former Muslims to share their journey to Christ, we have some powerful ones so far, or sometimes we talk about, um, you know, trending topics, like recently there has been issues uh, related to the early Quranic manuscripts, and two prominent Islamic scholars admitted that there are some issues with the early history of the Quran, something that you do not hear from uh, Muslim scholars that often. Sadly, one of them, of course, got in hot water and in deep trouble with his Islamic community, and uh, they ended up deleting the section or the portion of that uh, you know, interview, which It's too late to do that these days. Everybody else downloaded it already. We did a number of shows uh, based on that segment that was deleted. And I myself um, studying early Quranic manuscripts. So I uh, was uh, blessed to be able to contribute to a number of interviews related to this topic And sometimes we get some interesting guests who have interesting topics. Recently, we did a part one show on Islamophobia, fact or fiction, uh, with our dear brother, Osama DuckDuck. And another one was on uh, Jesus is the Way, the uh, jihad delusion, and we showed clips online Uh, from ISIS-related sites, believe it or not. And here's the interesting thing about that. Um, YouTube have no problem allowing ISIS and ISIS-like sites to have images like this. But they had a problem with me for using one of those clips to show what these sites are uh, basically showing. They claimed that I infringed on the copyrights of these people. Of course, I, I disputed that and, and YouTube had no choice but to allow me to. But it shows the ridiculousness of YouTube and the social media platforms, which incidentally, recently I did another YouTube also live stream with David Wood on this issue, which is social media censorship. And guess what? The thumbnail or the cover, if you wish, image that I used has to do with two people having a mask, meaning that we are prevented from sharing our views. Guess what YouTube did? They removed the thumbnail because they didn't think it was appropriate because they're embarrassed, obviously, that they are being exposed. But all that to say, folks, that our battle as believers is about to get hotter. I'm used to it. I just pray for the Christians in the West because they're not really near being ready for persecution. And it's coming to a neighborhood near you, by the way. You pretty soon will not be able to worship freely. You will be harassed when you talk about Christ. And our freedom of religion is going down the tube. So uh, get ready to uh, accommodate the new era of those who are godless, those who do not believe in moral principles. And therefore, this is why we want to deal with this topic today, which is a continuation from last week. And that is a Christian perspective on dealing with crisis. Now, I've used uh, COVID-19 as an example of that. So we covered two uh, principles last time. The first principle was making sure we share truth We spread truth, not fake news. And number two, we should not let fear control our behavior. We should not surrender to fear. The third reason today I'm going to talk about is placing the interest of others ahead of ourselves. And oh boy, I can tell you, even Christians have a hard time with this, which is surprising to me because the scripture is very clear that we ought to place the interest of others ahead of us. I mean, which part of... Love your neighbors as yourself. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecuted you. Love one another. You know, so these are the kind of commands that uh, baffles me that we as followers of Christ sometimes struggle when it comes to applying them. But as a reminder, whenever there are crises, we ought to no doubt be wise in how to deal with these crises, be calm, be prayerful. Be united, but most importantly, we have to also think of the needs of others. It could be an elderly uh, pe- person. It could be the young generations that need some wisdom and advice. It could be children. It could be helpless people. Whatever the case might be, we are without excuse to behave outside of this norm, according to the scripture in Romans twelve fifteen, It says, rejoice, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. In other way, you have to be one in mind, in emotions, in feelings. And here, Romans 12, the context is how believers are to relate to one another. Another even powerful passage, and similar to this, is found also in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4 in particular, and in Philippians 2 from verses 1 to 13, let's say from verses 1 to 12, I should say, uh, actually from verses 1 to 11, to be very specific here, the Apostle Paul was talking about us having one mind, the mind of Christ, he called it, we are to be united. And he used Christ from verses 5 to 11 as the model for what he meant by the unity in mind. But here is the catch in verses 3 to 4. It says the following Do nothing from selfish ambition. In other words, that our motive ought not to be selfish, but our motives ought to come from humility, our motives come from generosity and the love of others. Again, this is found in Philippians 2, verses 3 to 4. Do nothing. And notice. It did not say do something or do certain things. No, do nothing, meaning absolutely everything that qualifies here. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, deceit, right? Um, But in humility, that's the catch or the catch phrase, in humility, count others more significant than yourself and there lies the rub are we truly counting others more significant than ourselves are we really counting our own parents more significant than ourselves our neighbors more significant than ourselves and the list can go on and on and on unfortunately unfortunately the church is drawn into the worldly behavior I've seen believers who act as if they are the center of the universe. And that's not what the scripture teaches. Even if the people that you have to count more significant than yourself are not even believers, we are commanded to love our enemies and to love our neighbor without any specificity here. The Lord didn't say unless they are non-believers. He didn't say that. It's blanket, basically, statement You love your enemies in general. You love your neighbor in general. You love one another. I mean, I know some people tell me, well, I mean, uh, even believers are hard to love sometimes. Well, granted, whether you think this way or not, that's not what Jesus is interested in. He's interested in you fulfilling his command. If you love me, you will obey my commandments, he says. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you what? Another comforter. Isn't that amazing? another comforter, another helper to comfort you and help you in dealing with these kind of issues. That's amazing indeed. So once again, it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each one of you, just like he says nothing, which applies to everything, let each of you that mean every one of you Look not only to his own interests, same thing, same idea, no selfish ambition here, but also to the interest of others, making sure that they are more significant than yourself. So how do we do this? Let's use coronavirus as an example. Well... Recently, there was an interesting issue that we were um, at least made aware of. I don't want to get into details, but as you know, uh, coronavirus have forced schools and colleges to cancel, uh, basically, um, uh, graduation ceremonies for, you know, for the right reason. I mean, it's unfortunate, but they had to really abide by these rules, regulations that imposed on them by the governors uh, in their states and at the same time for the safety of people. So now they they didn't cancel it completely. They at least postponed it, you know, at least in in most cases. But we had a situation where someone had a student, uh, you know, they are that's their own child who graduated and obviously they did not get the joy of celebrating this moment with their colleagues and classmates. And, you know, think about it. This is a final, basically, step that they took and they finished. In other words, it's a stepping stone for the next level, educationally speaking. I'm trying to be vague here intentionally because I don't want to give any details. But all we say is the parents of this child wanted to have a minor literally a minor ceremony at their house having invited their parents which is the grandparents of this child and them only and they said announced it in the uh, uh, Facebook to their friends that just you know this is what we're doing the first reaction was for certain people is like make sure you protect us because when you do these gathering you are going to spread corona and uh, Many other, of course, uh, unwise comments were also unleashed at them. Now, think about this for a second here. The people are excited that they found a way to bring a level of joy to their child just to make them feel that they are noticed, that they are appreciated that their accomplishment and the milestone that they finish is not going to go unnoticed by at least those that they love them, in this case, their parents and grandparents. And instead of others uh, re, you know, rejoicing with them, they had to remind them about social distancing and rules and regulations about corona, when in fact they're not inviting anybody anyway other than their own family in the first place. And we're talking five people, for God's sake, this is the kind of example I wanted to use to show you how ridiculous it can be sometimes when people put their self-interest ahead of others. In this case, it's not going to even cost them anything in the first place because they're not even invited. So I'm not really so sure why they had to even chime in with these, um, you know, ruthless comments instead of rejoicing with this child. That has been robbed from momentous uh, you know uh, event that they will remember for the rest of their life now they have to remember that others were more concerned about themselves in distance by the way they're not even included in the ceremony somehow that should send basically a love message and a caring message to this child. I wonder how this child can remember this for the rest of their life. so this is what I mean. That it's not easy for us to place the interests of others, even attempting to rejoice with them. Another principle, which would be my last for today's podcast, is buying what we need. Oh yeah, that applies, by the way, absolutely. Well, whether you buy a house that has what you truly need, need not a house for show you buy a car that will serve your interest not just because i wanted to have a car for show and in this case in the case of this pandemic buying groceries and toilet papers that you need if you remember you know back in march uh, there was shortage of toilet papers and people were standing in line, you know, yours truly was one of those people, standing in line for hours to buy just one, one package of rolls, toilet paper paper rolls. Why are we doing this? Because others, a couple of days earlier, did not really think of us and they bought more than they need and some even dared to try to even resell it for a profit, Now, what an amazing, selfish attitude that is. It is because of this that the Bible reminds us all the time to make sure, as believers, that we trust that God will supply our needs. In Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will supply every need, not some needs, every need of yours, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Notice it is my God, and hopefully he is the God you worship, will supply your need, every one of them, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ even said that God even supplies the needs of the wicked. How much so that he will supply the needs of his own children, meaning the believers. And yet, we tend to overlook. We tend to overlook those principles. Why? Because we just have a hard time trusting. We have a hard time sometimes believing that God could supply every need. We think like he's going to supply one need and somehow he's going to have shortage in his stock, basically, and uh, he's uh, going to have to put us on hold to wait for our turn. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, that's the worldly, uh, you know, corporations that they will ask you to stay online or at least wait until the supplies have been, uh, you know, ordered now. And uh, whenever they get the next shipment, they're going to send it, uh, send it to you. No, that's not how it works with God. He can supply all of your needs, every one of your needs, according to his glory, according to his riches, as you're saying, glory in Christ Jesus. So he's not going to give you maybe exactly what you wanted, but he's going to meet your need for sure. Sometimes he wants us to learn to trust and to be humble also. Appreciate what he's given you versus what we want to get. Matthew 6:33 33 is famous verse. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Notice the priorities. His kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. In other words, you are going to get what you're looking for, but you have to prioritize. First, you see God his kingdom, and his righteousness, and that's in Christ we are called righteous. And then all of these things will be given to you if you really want to put things in the right order. Otherwise, if you start putting yourself ahead of everybody, if you like to put your own needs ahead of the others, if you go after worldly things and ignore heavenly things, yeah, you'll you'll meet uh, your needs, that's for sure. Your way, obviously, not God's way, but rest assured those are for a moment only versus when you seek seek in his kingdom and seek in his righteousness, that's for all of eternity, the outcome of that. With that said, I want to wrap it up right here. And next week, we will pick it up from here and we'll continue with more principles. So thank you again for tuning in to our podcast, Let Us Reason. You can listen to this and the previous ones on our website, sirainternational.com. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, CIRA International. Become also a giver to the ministry through Patreon by becoming a Patreon patron or through PayPal or even uh, connecting with us. And uh, we can uh, give you other options and how to become a regular supporter if you prefer to do it differently. But thank you so much for all of your support and most importantly for your prayers because of it, we are able to accomplish a lot of things by the grace of God. Thank you again for listening to this. Hopefully, you can take these principles and apply them in your own ministries. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.